This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Happy hump day, everybody. It's pew, the Colleen pew. and Bradley Show. Pew, my talk 107.1. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. And that over there is Kim Kardashian- Trying to get into oh. Marilyn Monroe's dress. Holly, can we get the Cobra gang together, please? Whenever there's trouble, without a double, with a Cobra gang. If you've got the crime, we've got the time, with a Cobra gang. Look, I don't know why I'm still fascinated by this dress story, this Marilyn Monroe, Marilyn Monroe dress saga where oh, Kim Kardashian Dr. wore Pepper? it at the Met Gala. Okay, I do know why I'm fascinated because it was a hot mess that never needed to happen. They literally, ah, uh, so we've learned more. I've got more details, but let's just start at the beginning and remind people that uh, Kim Kardashian, I almost said Kris Jenner, that would have been a whole different story. Kim Kardashian reportedly wore Marilyn Monroe's uh, happy birthday, Mr. President, 1962 John F. Kennedy dress mm-hmm. to the Met Gala mm-hmm. on Monday. Bradley, you said allegedly. I did say allegedly because I'm, you know, look, originally I postulated maybe it wasn't really that dress, but. I will say now as the details emerge, it appears that they did stick that dress on her in a way, but like so briefly that like to say she wore this dress is a lie, Mm -hmm. right? Like it's just, it's just a distinction without a difference, right? Like she had it on, but she was not wearing that dress. And how do I know this? Because video has now come out courtesy of the good people pin in that. Uh, from the Ripley's Believe It or Not Museum. There were a lot of pins in that. Oh. <laughs> that dress was barely on her. And look, this is not about like the dress and Kim Kardashian's body. It's about the hubris, the chutzpah, the ego thinking that you are going to take like an I- iconic piece of fashion history and American history mm-hmm. if you want to like get really mm-hmm. into it. And like barely get it on your body, prance up some stairs for six minutes or however long it was, because it was mere moments that this dress was on Mm -hmm. and then remove it, send it back to wherever it was before, which, by the way, was Florida, not New York. So like you had to ship this thing. They had to do this. Oh, and there were um, minders and handlers and dressers and. All the things. And you like literally they had to tie up the bottom half of this dress to keep mm-hmm. from falling off her because it couldn't, it didn't fit her body. It just did not fit her body in the way that they wanted you to believe. So to do all of that for six minutes mm-hmm. or whatever it was, why? 
nothing other than ego, it seems to me. Yeah. And that, I think, is what fascinates me and is shocking. And just really quickly, I just want to tie this all up in a bow and then please. Just like the dress. Just like the dress. You don't have to take my word for it because now you've got experts in the fields that I've previously mentioned, historians, etc., who are coming forward and saying to put that dress at risk, that piece of history at risk, that artifact Mm -hmm. is for the Met Gala appearance briefly it was unnecessary evidenced by the fact that she immediately put on a replica right minutes later and wore that for the rest of the night and, why didn't she just do that the whole time and nobody was frankly the wiser until now right when we're nitpicking it but but if she would have just walked around in that the whole time it would have not been a thing this was yes ego ego but i do just real i wanted to just quickly um i wanted to quickly say something because it's hard to talk about a person's body right and like a dress not fitting them without feeling like you're gonna accidentally step in some doo-doo like you actually did did bradley this morning no i literally like actual stepped doo-doo. in dog do <laughs> yes that's why my shoes are not on right now because right. they're in the other room <laughs> They, I didn't want to. They needed a space. I didn't want to confront you with the do. Thank you. So thoughtful. But I did just want to say this because I think it's important to say when 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 we're talking about a dress not fitting a body, it's not because there's anything wrong with any of the bodies involved. It is simply that Marilyn Monroe's body was shaped in a certain way, mm-hmm. and Kim Kardashian's is shaped in the way hers is shaped. Yeah. Um. If you go to a dressmaker to buy a dress, there's a reason why they alter it to your specifications. Because we're all different. And they got a replica that fit Kim's body way better. Yeah. And Dr. Justine DeYoung, professor of fashion history at the Fashion Institute of Technology, told People Magazine that Kardashian's look was, quote, irresponsible and unnecessary. I continue. She can and did commission a replica, which could be indistinguishable from the original, such an iconic piece of American history should not be put at risk of damage just for an ego boost and a photo op. Now, so that begs the question, why? Don't you think that the good people of Ripley's Believe It or Not, you know, the staff there are probably well-trained in arc, uh, uh. archive studies right like whatever that preservation preservation thank you like that profession whatever it is yeah there i don't want to like i don't think there's some claptrap group i think they're probably you know their staff went to great lengths to make sure that that dress was fine and we'll probably hear about that in the story that's not the story the story to me is why Why? what what and what did the Ripley's Believe It or Not Museum gain by taking that actual piece. Do you know how many times like museums put things on display? Actually, now that I know that uh, now that I'm saying this, that might not be true. But do you know how many times they don't put things on display because in order to protect the thing? So like we don't even want people to look at this. That's how rare it is, right? Like, right. we, We can't even show it. So here's a replica of the thing. This is what it actually looks like. Because we don't want to take the actual thing out because the the mere 
uh, existence of sunlight could damage it, right? Yeah. Can I just give a couple like little tidbits that I read about this dress that are important, I think, please, when you're considering the fact that they allowed Kim Kardashian to wear it? And I'll tell you then what my reaction becomes of this dress if I should ever travel to the Ripley's, believe it or not, in Orlando, Florida to see it in person, which I, the kids. You, yeah, never know. you never know. First of all, they paid Ripley's uh, Ripley's paid like I think four point six million dollars for this thing yeah, in auction. auction. So they paid a lot of money. This yeah. is an investment for them, right? It is on display in uh in Florida, in Orlando. It has never been cleaned, which is why when you see close up, there's like dirt on the bottom. It's never been cleaned since Marilyn Monroe's body was in, in it. So now sixty two when she was serenading the president of the united states an iconic moment and two icons participating right and now it is sullied by the mingling of the dna of kim kardashian and now it is no longer the dress that marilyn monroe wore it is now now it has become the dress that marilyn monroe wore first yeah and then kim kardashian wore yeah again it is all just an exhibition, an expression of Kim Kardashian's ego to think that this was necessary. But I go back to the question that I asked, why? Mm-hmm. Why? Not why did Kim Kardashian want to do it? Because we know why. Right. Her ego. Right. Why did the Ripley's Believe It or Not Museum think that that was okay? Well, Holly, I think we maybe have a whiff of why, do we not? My whiff is always follow the money. Follow the money. Follow the money over to TMZ.com in the story that we talked about yesterday. Mm -hmm. Their exclusive story about Kim Kardashian and the Marilyn Monroe dress and the fittings and et cetera, et cetera. Now, within this, there was something that piqued my interest. TMZ wrote, quote, You might think Ripley's would have requested a rental fee, but we're told instead Kim's making two donations to organizations in the Mm. Orlando area on the museum's behalf. So Kim gets to do a little tax write-off. Ripley's, believe it or not, gets some good press. Now, Holly, before you continue, and I'm interrupting you with a purpose because I think this is where you're headed, but I just want to set this up by saying, so great, people would say. That's awesome. Great. Mm-hmm. I That's mean, a charity awesome. got some money. So yeah, rich people giving their money away. Yeah, That's, and that dress was that. just sitting there anyway. I mean, what's, you know, no harm, no foul. Now, I would just point you back to Colleen's point, which is that dress is fundamentally changed now. Yes, like the, the value of the, it has changed. As they say in the business, Colleen, mm-hmm. the provenance yes. of that item has been changed. Mm-hmm. And um, so I say, what's the big deal, Holly? I mean, that charity's going to get all that money, right? Right? Well, here's the thing. There is a long history of the Kardashians and their charitable donations. We don't know where they go. But Mm. also, I want to point you to some digging that I've done. Mm. Please show us your dirt pile, Holly. Let's just add this to the Kardashian-Jenner charitable dirt pile. Now, back in 2011, Kim Kardashian made it known that she donates 10% of her income to charity. Mm -hmm. She said, quote, the following, and this is from the Today Show. There's a charity I work with a lot, the Dream Foundation, and... My mom has helped create a church in Calabasas, Mm. so we Mm. help fund 
that. Mm-hmm. Meaning mm-hmm. that, yes, I donate 10% of my charitable donations, mm-hmm. including but not limited to a church that my mother has founded. To now, myself. Yeah. Now, so what do you know? That but, allegedly to me sounds yeah. like a tax write-off. Because what do we know about religious organizations in the United States oh, of yeah, America? They are tax-exempt. Which means they are free from the... So what you're implying is that the Kardashians, like in many other areas of their lives, say one thing, but perhaps do quite another behind the scenes. Maybe they overpromise and underdeliver, but they deliver to themselves? Perhaps. Perhaps. What I'm saying is... Always follow the money. Now, we don't have the exact receipts, but we do have quotes. We do have... Well, we have reason to believe. Precedent. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And that's, you know, what the Supreme Court used to value. However, that is not our story today. So I will simply say, this story is not done. The good people of Ripley's Believe It or Not, I feel like got played. Mm Mm-hmm. And I hope that their charities get the money that they're supposed to. And the Kardashians, you know, uh, said they're going to do it. So I have no reason to believe otherwise. Mm-hmm. I'd like to see those receipts. But we'd though. like to see those receipts. Because, again, I just go back to, like, all for what? Like, well, why don't we just do this? Why don't we just let anybody for well, the that's... highest bidder try on whatever piece of this? Like, and again, you'll say, like, money. Fine. Yeah, no, that's true. This is just one more example of rich people going to rich. But, like... Doesn't mean we're not going to call it out. Right. I mean, that's, I am afraid of that, Bradley, as you said, precedent. But also, also, I feel like Ripley's had to have hedged their own bets in the sense that they have had to probably, they've had actuarial in people with the numbers and the things, probably trying to figure out if this actually does increase now the value of that dress. Also, we don't know that they didn't damage the dress. Well, it, I mean, because it's it's not like there's an independent third party that's going to look at the dress afterward. I mean, do you think that the Ripley's people uh, like let, let's say she tore a bigger hole in that dress? Well, and I watch. I mean, or they, somebody flicked. They were aggressively trying to fit her in this. Yeah, I will just say that. And and you can go watch the video by yeah. the way because they've released the video of her trying on the dress. And but like I don't know. Let's say some stray. I don't know, something flew onto the, the beads dress or something maybe got but loose. Again, I'd be like, was was it worth it? Yeah. Was it worth it? So that in a hundred years we can look back and say like, here was the dress and this is the dress after Kim Kardashian mm. was in it because she needed to be pretty at the Met Gala. No. Well, believe it or, or not. not. When we were, Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. 
Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Return on the Colleen and Bradley show. Holly Roberts is going to get back to that pile of dirt because she's got more to shovel at us. It's a dirt alert on My Talk 1071. This is a My Talk dirt alert. Holly Roberts is here with all the dirt straight from Hollywood. It's a dirt alert. What's up, Holly? Oh, what's up? You know, we just got a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Uh, in the, the dirt alert today. A poopery. A poopery. Uh, you know, one of the big hot trailers in Hollywood that just dropped today is the new feature trailer for the Disney Plus series Obi Wan Kenobi. Oh. Holly, I have to be perfectly honest with you. I thought you were going to talk about the Weird Al movie trailer, but go on. Oh, that dropped too yesterday. The weirdly muscular Weird Al. Yeah. Yeah. Daniel Radcliffe uh-huh. is playing Weird Al, and that's going to be over on Roku. You can watch the full trailer. I believe it's up at mytalk1071.com. As probably is this, the trailer for Obi-Wan Kenobi. It's an intense new trailer featuring Darth Vader. Now, it is made. Is that, of- are you required to speak in that voice? Yeah, sorry. That's more <laughs> Batman than totally Darth Vader. Okay. My apologies. Now, Star Wars Day is today. May the 4th be with you. Thank you. And this is the official trailer. It's 90 seconds long. And there's a lot to unpack. Now, this is the story of Obi-Wan Kenobi. Ewan McGregor is back in this role. He's on the run from Darth Vader and the Empire while he tries to keep an eye on a young Luke Skywalker. Okay, so... It sounds action-packed. It sounds intense. It sounds Disney. Very much so. It sounds Mm -hmm. like a marketing and sales opportunity. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't know why I'm less... I don't know what it is about. Maybe it's just the Disney thing. I don't know why, but I'm just, or, or I don't know. I'm having Are you okay? difficult, like Jamie, for example, I just compared to like what's going on in my house. Jamie uh, loves the series on Disney plus. What's that Star Wars spinoff? The first one, uh, the, the Mandalorian, Mandalorian. The Mandalorian. like mm-hmm. he loves that. And I tried and I just couldn't get behind it. I don't know what it is. There's just something about that world that's not speaking to me. I hear you, and I think and that's just a like uneducated judgment. No, it, I mean I think that there I think there are worthy uh, critiques of the Mandalorian. I think there are worthy critiques of Disney now owning Star Wars. I think all of those things can um, uh, maybe uh, what's the word like kind of make people suspicious about whether or not they're actually going to like this product. And maybe it is too, that there are some people for whom teasing out a, a movie world that they love very much into a series just isn't exactly what is going to scratch the itch for them. Yeah. Um, but by all accounts, this thing is going to be amazing oh, just sure. in terms of the uh, spectacular of effects. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll definitely got that money. I'll definitely check it out because who knows? Yeah. It could be proven wrong. Yeah. So mark your calendars. May 27th is when you'll be able to watch Obi-Wan Kenobi over on Disney+. Plus. Now, in other Star Wars Day trivia, apparently James Earl Jones, who did the voice of Darth Vader in the original three Star Wars films, only made 7000 bucks 
when he did the voice wow. of Darth Vader wow. for Star Wars, A New Hope. <laughs> wow. And but, I bet there was no like royalty situation. Uh, probably not. But James Earl Jones did tell The Hollywood Reporter that at the time when he was cast, he was like, yeah, right? that's a big payday for me. Which I sort of love that he's able to give us that perspective, right? Because it's been a minute. Uh, since that came out. Yeah, it's been like 45 yeah. years. And so to hear, to see him be aware of how he's progressed in his own career, but also to have the humility to to be grateful for that payment for what it was at the time. Yeah, and I feel like that would never happen again, right? Because anybody absolutely. in his position going, you know, from I don't know how long ago would be like, uh, absolutely not. And mm-hmm. I wanted in writing that I'm going to get, you know, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah percentage of this going forward well just think about it 45 years ago signing on to a project like that you're not thinking about merchandising you're not thinking about the rights you didn't know that what would be happening in the future we couldn't know we couldn't know there was no way because all the the movie merchandising star wars really launched that into another there wasn't a precedent this is a theme (sighs) yes i wonder why holly thank you for all that galactic dirt uh when we come back after this on my talk 1071, we are going to solve some pop culture mysteries in the form of blind items. Blind. Holly will deliver them. We will attempt to solve them after this on my talk 1071. We've got some pop culture mysteries to solve on the Colleen and Bradley show. My talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. Me, Helena. And uh, we are going to do that in the form of blind items that Holly's going to bring to us. We'll try to solve them in this segment we call Blind About the Item. item. We've got uh, some Met Gala leftovers. Ooh, crusty bits. Yeah, the crusty. Are they in the fridge? Yes, so Good. they're safe. Okay, thanks. In the work freezer for six months. They might be a little waxy. Uh, letting you know. Okay. The A-plus list singer was invited and was expected to attend until about a week to ten days prior to the show. Apparently, there is a secret about to be revealed and the gala was not the place it was going to be. Britney Spears? I was going to say Rihanna. Mm. Madonna? Adele. Some say yes. Oh! Was it the new show that's allegedly supposedly in the works? That could very well be. Now, there's also another person who is being bantered about, and I don't know what they want to reveal. Okay, you said A-plus list singer. Yeah. Was it A or A-plus? A-plus. Oh. Now, there's somebody else that's being mentioned, but we don't know what they would be hiding. Celine Dion? No. Cher? No. Younger? Yes. Olivia Rodrigo? No. Mm. Come on, Colleen. I'm looking at you. Oh, Taylor Swift. Uh. Oh, it's so obvious. So obvious. Yeah. So maybe mm. Adele. But she and Joe Alwyn are going into business together and they are going to start a cookie baking operation. Oh, I thought maybe she was pregnant. She was going to be. The, there are buns in her oven. Buns so to speak. Yeah. So a bakery of oven. sorts. Well, maybe she didn't want the, you know, baby bump gossip. <laughs> Interesting. That could very well be. Now, maybe Adele, maybe Taylor Swift, maybe Ah. somebody had something to announce Hmm. that they didn't want to do on the red carpet. 
of the Met Gala. Well, maybe Medel. 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 Medel is. Uh, that is the that's the Madonna Adele hybrid yeah. that you can Medel. see in Vegas. That Madonna's expecting. Papa Pri. I don't know what that would sound like. Anyway, uh, the moral of this story is we know maybe nothing. she's pregnant. Mm. Because remember, she said she wanted to have a baby next year. Oh, maybe Adele. it came a little early. Oh, I thought hey, sorry, you meant Madonna. I was just Madonna still. <laughs> I mean, hey, I wouldn't put it past her. Yeah, miracles have happened. Blinded by the item. Uh, here's another Met Gala celebrity gossip mystery to solve Colleen Bramley. This A-list reality star didn't want to be there. She acted like she didn't want to be there and was contractually forced slash shamed into it, but... She was enjoying, you know, a combo of uh, substances and didn't care who knew it. Ooh. Chloe? No. No, it's not a Kardashian because they wanted to be there. Oh. Oh. Kylie? Kendall. Oh, that sounds about yeah, right. Because Kendall's the like one that would like professionally actually yeah, not should care. be there. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like was would be actually yeah. involved. As a fashion yeah. place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you look at pictures of Kendall on the red carpet of the Met Gala, she's not particularly mm-hmm. amused. Yeah. I mean, she did erase her eyebrows for yeah. an aesthetic that just makes it look like you're not amused. Listen, you know? that bugs me. What? <laughs> so I like lived without eyebrows for a long time and then she gets to do it in its fashion. It's oh. just irritating for people who maybe, you know, are eyebrow challenged. Oh, when Kendall does it and she gets attention for it. Okay. And, I, and we got she made gets fun of for it. for anything. That's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's her job. Mm-hmm. Attention-seeking behavior. Blinded by the item. Here is uh, another Met Gala cleanup cele- celebrity gossip mystery. This Oscar-winning A-list mostly movie actress has now kept her promise for a decade never to attend the gala again. Apparently, she feels screwed over by the editor and wants no part of the gala until the editor is gone. What What's the rating on this actress? A minus? Oscar winning. Oscar winning. A minus list actress. Hmm. Oh, no. Okay. Mm. La, 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 la. Mm. So she hasn't been there. Would we want her to be there? I don't know if necessarily want is... Like, is it a well, noticeable like, absence? Uh, yeah, well, this person has attended in the past, and they have vocally said that they oh. don't want to go again. Wait, what was her status again? A, a minus. minus? Angelina Jolie? Oh. I don't know if Angelina Jolie has ever been to I the Met Gala. I would Well, because it's no. got this weird borderline between, like... I don't know. Anyway, uh, let's continue. Would are we gonna understand the beef? Perhaps. Okay. Understand the beef because she's got a beef. Whoever this is with yeah. Anna uh, Wintour. Mm-hmm. And, and, okay. Uh, now I want to uh, tell you that going back, Angelina Jolie has never been to the Met Gala. Oh, I didn't think so. Neither is Meryl Streep. Jennifer Aniston's never been. Adele or Britney Spears. Is it Anne Hathaway by any chance? No, well, she has. Uh, yeah, that was nice though. Uh, but no. Um this person, once you figure out their name, you'll be like, oh. Reese with her spoon? No. Uh, Younger? Older? Contemporary. Contemporary. Okay. Oh, like a um 
Mm-hmm. Like uh, Gwyneth Paltrow? Oh, yes. Oh, mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Now, Gwyneth Paltrow has now kept her promise for a decade to never attend the Met Gala again. She said that she was not going to go, and she Wait, hasn't. Now, this sounds vaguely familiar. Yeah. Do you know the backstory of the beef? Because I don't know what's ringing bells in my head, but sometimes that's an indication that uh, I need to take less medication. But mm-hmm. sometimes it's also the indication that I'm remembering something. Mm-hmm. Yes. Now, Gwyneth Paltrow said that she would never attend the Met Gala again. She said uh, in 2013, I'm never going again. She said that to the Kyle and Jackie O show in Australia. Oh, I feel gosh. like we've talked about this. Why and I don't do they know always why. show up? She said that it was miserably hot and boiling at the event. And, uh, you know, she just wasn't interested. But I want to understand her beef with Anna Wintour. I mean, I'm sure there is one. I would just like to see it. Well, mm-hmm. not sure. Maybe this, she feels we like We did she's, talk about this. This was, she called it unfun. Yeah, that sounds about right. And I feel like it was that thing where she, it was like a flex, like, I'm too good mm-hmm. for, for the, the Met, Met Gala. Gala. Mm-hmm. And the world was like, okay, and nobody else, like, and we've since forgotten about it. Right. But she has been, you know, like, mm-hmm, and in typical, still not there. And in typical Gwyneth there. Paltrow fashion, she's answering questions nobody asked. Exactly. Now, I do want to let you know that at one point in 2017, Gwyneth Paltrow and Anna Wintour were in business together mm. because Condé Nast launched a print edition of a Goop magazine. So perhaps Gwyneth mm. Paltrow feels like she was beefed in the business arena. That makes oh, sense. That's not right. With the shibs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, there were. Mm-hmm. I mean, I who knows how many print issues of the Goop magazine there or were. Shibbed with the shank. I forget. I never can remember either. I don't know. Hey, neither one. Okay, so we're moving away from the Met Gala. Good job, Colleen and Bradley. Thank you. Solving those celebrity gossip mysteries. Let's solve this one. NT Lawyer assured the lawyers advising the former stripper turned reality star turned porn star turned celebrity yachter have advised her an appeal is a long shot. Uh, That being said, she wants her fans to pay for it so she doesn't have to. Black China. Mm-hmm. Who wants to appeal the ruling? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which we'll be talking about later in the show. Mm-hmm. So NT Lawyer is saying that Black China's attorneys are probably advising her that an appeal in the Kardashian-Jenner defamation case is a long shot. But that being said, Black China wants fans to pay for her appeal so she doesn't have to. How is she going to do that? How that like, what's she going to what? do? A GoFundMe? Yeah, yeah, right? It wouldn't... Yeah. It's I, not I, beyond... Uh, the pale. Yeah. I mean, uh, mm, there are a lot of people who are poised, I'm sure, because, you know, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Mm-hmm. Like, there are a lot of people who are not fans of the Kardashians that, you know, would like to cheer Black China on whether she has a legitimate legal uh, case or not. Case or not. True. So I imagine there are people with money who might be willing to step up. Well, and, especially in the yachting community, mm-hmm. right? I don't if that's know that where she I exists. Didn't realize she was a allegedly, supposedly part of that world. I didn't either. But if you follow her on Instagram, that all fits. Can you explain what that is quickly? Because people are like yachting, yachting, 
is uh, what rich people do. Um, and yachters are the people they hire for entertainment. Mm-hmm. How that yeah. plays it out. Could be hanging out. Could who be knows? More, I'm not in the room. Could but, be publicationships. Right. But they get paid to be present on yachts in this yachting culture. Mm-hmm. But yeah. And, and oftentimes, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, people use their Instagram as sort of their... Their calling card, their book, or their calling yeah. card. Yeah, and if you look at her Instagram, you can see oh, some right. of the hallmarks Checking of immediately. yachting. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Album, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson. Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Holly. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. For those blind items. You're welcome. Thank you for those Met Gala leftovers. Uh, that was fantastic. When we come back, on the Colleen and Bradley show. Okay, I know you guys are not into Grey's Anatomy, but I think you might be into the story about that writer that got fired and is being investigated. And mm. we all were like, what? Why? Well, I kind of have the answers, and I'm actually feverishly trying to study up on part two of the answers. There's a Vanity Fair article that tells you everything you need to know about why this writer was fired and why it actually matters and how it's the Shonda Rhimes story there ever was after this on My Talk 1071. Thank you, Holly. This is the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. <sighs> Okay, so do you remember, it was just a few, I think a few months ago that we heard about this writer who had been let go from Grey's Anatomy. Hmm. Sounds vaguely familiar. And I, of course, am the Grey's Anatomy fan. You are the expert. And you guys asked me, do you know anything about this? And I said, no, I don't know anything about this, but I'm having a hard time understanding the whole story. Because what we knew at the time was that one of the writers... For Grey's Anatomy, uh, named Elizabeth Finch, had been let go because allegedly she had been lying about a health incident in her own life that had been mimicked on the show. And she was using her own experience to write the the story about it. Well, I just want to give high marks to a writer by the name of uh, Evgenia Peretz for Vanity Fair because she has written a two-part a story about what actually happened that is so mind-blowingly twisty and turny that it is its own Shonda Rhimes production. Fun. Okay, let's go. So I will twist and turn. Me. In in uh, in the interest of full disclosure, I have read the first part in its entirety. Great. I was just trying to cram the second part, but it is this is not a crammable story. Because there are so many twists and turns and things that relate back to things that happened in the past. That you almost have to 
really sit quietly with it. But here's how it goes. Okay. So this Elizabeth Finch, she actually has been, uh, she's worked on more than one TV show. She used to work on the Vampire Diaries. Okay. And while she was working on the Vampire Diaries, she was going through this very unique kind of cancer experience. Her mom had had cancer. She had gotten tested for a certain, uh, for the, for the breast cancer gene. Um, and then in the process of that had found out that she had this very rare type of cancer. And so she was going through this experience while she was on the vampire working on the vampire diaries and then was asked by Elle magazine to chronicle that experience. So she wrote this big long piece for Elle magazine about her experience with this very unique and mostly fatal type of uh of cancer called chondrosarcoma. Okay. She went into all kinds of detail. And in the midst of all of that and after she got some um uh, some attention for that. Um, Shonda Rhimes got wind of it and she was like, Oh, this woman is a great writer for the vampire diaries. And she has this like fascinating, harrowing story about her own unique cancer. Well, and you know, Grey's Anatomy is always ripped from the headlines. Yeah. Looking and also just looking for a new spin on yeah. Whatever. What else can we do in a hospital other than, you know, make out in a broom closet? Exactly. So they hired her to be a writer for Grey's Anatomy. So she swoops in and she brings her own story of this very, very specific and rare type of cancer and then applies it to one of the main characters. And in fact, it was the character that is portrayed by Debbie Allen um, mm. that ended up with this diagnosis. So if you watch Grey's Anatomy, you can kind of do the parallel of that storyline and when that happened. Yeah. So all of this is going on, and I won't get into the details, but she got real, real detailed about treatments, about um about experimental treatments that she was doing. She was constantly having to leave to go to Mayo Clinic to be treated and be in these trials and all this stuff that she's bringing to the writer's table, she's allegedly going through at the same time. Okay, now in a separate sort of timeline, Shonda Rhimes has now signed with Netflix to do this multi- Yeah, it was huge news at the time. Shonda Rhimes is working on a show that we all now know and love, or if you watched it, you probably love it and know it. The story of Anna Delvey, which is called Inventing Anna. Yeah, this like socialite who was really just a fraud. Completely. So she's happening to work on that at the same time when she gets an email from a woman named Jennifer Beyer. She doesn't know Jennifer Beyer. She's like, I who is this person? But in the email, Jennifer Beyer says... I um I married Elizabeth Finch, this writer on Grey's Anatomy, in 2020. She is telling you lies. She is not who she says she is. Mm. None of what she is saying is is correct. Mm. Um, she's taking you for a big fat ride, mm. and I can't stay silent about it anymore. Juicy. At the time that she wrote that email, they were divorced and estranged. Okay. So think about that. They got married in 2020. Yeah. This all occurred in 2022. That's how, like, quickly she figured out that this was all a lie. Just a big, fat lie. And so 
because Shonda Rhimes was working on this show about somebody yeah, who swindled every, yep. everybody, that's why she even paid any attention to this email. she was primed to, like, oh, wait a minute, mm-hmm. this is Something's a story. Fishy. So what's when does this Shondaland exclusive come out? I, so that's the thing about it. And and did uh, she confront the woman? What happened? Well, so here's the thing. Wh- who uh, did Shonda confront Shonda? this writer? Well, Shonda ended up firing the writer. Yeah. I am pretty sure I'm gonna get to the whole nut of how that okay. all exactly. I was gonna say like down. I want to hear how that all went down. Well, and then there's okay. So I'm just gonna tell you very briefly that in part two you get the backstory of how Jennifer Beyer met Elizabeth Finch, and it is full of lies and lies and other lies. I mean, including but not limited to Elizabeth Finch's story about how she had to clean up a dead body. Oh God. And you know it's bonkers. That's interesting because, like, she didn't. I mean, you know, she's obviously a great writer. Like, she didn't need to create any of these lies in order. I mean, she wouldn't have gotten the entree. So right. that's presumably why she the entree being like the entrance into that world, like the way to get in, because um, those are highly sought after, certainly, and people don't get those opportunities right. easily. So I guess that's why. But but it is just awkward because. What like just be a great writer? Yeah, she certainly can spin a story. Yeah. I will tell you the other headline you're going to see is about Anna Paquin, who was on the Vampire Diaries and, and is the very pianist. or not the pianist. What was that movie? The piano was she the, in the piano? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. won yes. Oscar for it. Yeah, so she is good friends with this Elizabeth Finch because when they worked together on the Vampire Diaries, they became friends. Oh. And Elizabeth Finch wrote a tweet about her at one point where she talked about a kidney transplant and she credited it to Anna Paquin, but nobody really knows like what, how she was. So she's done this before. Related to this. And Anna Paquin is not commenting because they're still friends. Anyway, I'm going to get to part two. All right. Yikes. We'll hear about it. Uh, and I'll tell you about it Fabulous. if you want to know about it. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show. Hey, moms, what do you really want for Mother's Day? 651-641-1071. Moms, what do you actually want for Mother's Day? Now's your time to tell everybody after this.